0: Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. It is time to celebrate. WNCT-TV is 70 years old. December 22nd marks 70 years to the day since we hit the air for the first time as Eastern North Carolina's first television station. Welcome in to the latest episode of the People and Places Extra podcast. I'm Ken Watlington, evening anchor currently at WNCT, not on your side, but our guest today served in this role for 27 years, Alan Hoffman came to WNCT back in 1985, and when he retired in 2012, he did so as one of the most well-respected journalists in Eastern North Carolina history.
1: All right, let's see, where do we begin? A long time, long time. 1985? 85 was when I came, yeah. That was, I remember driving into Eastern North Carolina, my wife looked around, it was during the winter, and there was nothing growing. Everything was, there. and she looked at me and said, I hope you know what you're doing. <laughs> and 27 years later, we're still here. Where'd you come from? Well, we came from uh, Alabama. That, actually, we came from the mountains of Eastern North Carolina to here, but we started out in Florida. So uh, we're both from Florida, so we, we did a little trekking around the country.
0: But over those 27 years, Eastern North Carolina became home.
1: Well, for 427 years, and now since I've retired 35 years, uh, Eastern North Carolina is my home. I mean, it's like I was born here, but uh, I call it, I call it my, my new birthplace.
0: The first station east of Raleigh, kind of a legacy station. Mm -hmm. Did you know what you were getting into once you got into the building and kind of what this place was all about?
1: Yeah, well, that's one of the things you have to, if you get a new job, you research. So I researched this one and thought, my Lord, these people, you know, out here in the, it was at the time in the middle of nowhere. There wasn't much here, Um, but they threw the dice and they've been here doing it for 70 years and doing it well. so the idea started with a, a germ of an idea and now is, is to one of the premier stations of Eastern North Carolina.
0: For you, what did it mean to be the anchor of this station?
1: It was a lot of responsibility uh, because so many had come before me who were just so good. I mean, who can, you know, Jim Woods and Slim Short and all those people you knew in the morning who had been here already for decades and decades. So it was a it was a big responsibility when I sat at that desk for the first time, nobody knew me. I thought, well, what am I going to do and how am I going to be the person that they can look to and trust? And I had uh, Jim Woods told me, he said, just do you and be honest. And I said, yes, sir. And that's what I did for 27 years.
0: When they offered me this job, my th- first thought was, are you sure?
1: That's my first thought, yeah. Because I sure. think
0: of you, the way you thought of the folks who, became, who came before you, and I'm like, well, there's Alan Hoffman, and here, here's me. Like, how, how can I do that?
1: First of all, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, and I'm proud that you took over after me. You're actually better than I was. You, <laughs> you mix with people really well, and that's the secret. You know, when people can believe you, then they'll, Watch, and they'll trust what you say. That's a hard thing to maintain, that trust of an audience as large as we have. But you've done it in spades, and I really do appreciate that. I, you're the son I never had.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that, That's, that means a lot, honestly, because through my younger days, through high school, through college, you were always there. Yeah. Even when I you know, moved away to Wilmington, came back home, you turned on Channel 9, there's Alan Hoffman. And it means a lot to, to hear that, it really does. Let's take you through some of the highs and lows. I guess Hurricane Floyd would probably go as both.
1: It, it was both high, and you're right, it was both high and low. I mean, it was one of those times when um, it required of this entire building the best they had, and they delivered. I remember for seven days straight we were on the air, taking maybe an hour and a half, two-hour break, sleeping on a cot, washing with bottled water. Uh, I had my wife bring me two ties so that I could change them out and and look at least a little fresh. Um, and everybody around me did the same thing. I mean, the work that they put in, I, I don't know how they did it. And I sat at a desk for you know for that was my job. And uh, we had. We had people going south as far as you could go at that point, nobody could get out uh, unless you had a helicopter and uh, it was I, uh, my daughter was here visiting, and I had to she wanted to go back to Florida, so they gave me two hours off to try to get her to to Raleigh or somewhere where she could get out and I could not find an exit to Eastern North Carolina. I mean there simply wasn't on any of the roads passable at that point, so we were simply an island for days and it was uh it was traumatic but dramatic and incredible the achievements of the people who were here
0: and the station earns a really prestigious award on the backside of that for for the efforts to inform eastern north carolina what was going on
1: yeah edward r murrow award that um, that's an award that uh, not many places get and uh our coverage of of that storm and the aftermath uh, was, was second to none. And when I, we went to Washington to pick up the award and they were just talking about how incredible this station here in Eastern North Carolina had handled this kind of situation.
0: People would see you for 27 years on television. What they didn't see was what happened behind the scenes, being a mentor, being a leader, being a teacher. I talked to Chad Tucker a couple of weeks ago, he said Alan Hoffman was my mentor and he okay. was that to, to everyone in the building. How important was that for oh. you to be able to be that for other people?
1: Well, that was my priority. Um, I, I felt that anybody who works here, you know, everybody has ambitions when you're young and I wanted them to be able, if they had the ambition to go somewhere else to a bigger market, I wanted them to be able to walk into that bigger market and ready to run. And man, we had some great people who came through. Chad was one of them. He is a mainstay here in North Carolina at another station. But man, he, uh, he was just learn and learn and listen. Uh, I was tough. There were people who say I was tough, but it was never out of dislike. It was always out of an attempt to get them to where they needed to be if they ever wanted to leave. And a lot went to big markets.
0: How much did your time in the military translate into your time as a journalist?
1: Well, I understood the military. Um, Having served in the Army in Vietnam, I I understood the Marine Corps and the Navy and uh, all of those that I had to hear because we have so many uh, veterans here and so many active duty military people. So you kind of had to understand the mentality, the thinking in order to get what you needed to and explain it. Uh, so that really helped me, and it also gave me the military gave me the uh, took away that young man and gave me a real man, and I was able to stand when I should stand, and and just let things happen when I couldn't do anything about it. So um, you 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 kind of have to roll with the punches, and that's what you have to do.
0: You face some adversity in the military.
1: Oh. Oh yeah, I was in uh, Vietnam, I was a helicopter pilot. I, um, I flew more than a thousand hours of combat flight time and 2,000 sorties and uh, shot down a couple of times and you know, all the stuff you do in war. So that helped me understand people who, like today's veterans who come back from Afghanistan, I, I understand why they feel the way they do because I've been there.
0: Let's talk about a few of the people Okay. you worked with starting with Carolina today, yeah, it started in one thousand nine hundred and fifty nine ran for thirty plus years, uh, slim short, maybe the face of it for most of its
1: duration. What do you remember about slim? slim was what you saw was what you got i mean that 's not his real name, of course, but that was who everybody knew him like, and he was just the kindest, most upfront guy you 'd want to meet. Uh, he, there was no pretension about him uh, when back the first day i I switched on, um, Carolina Today was in the morning and they were eating a cake and they spent 15 minutes talking about this cake. And I thought, oh my Lord, I've come to a place where they eat cake in the morning. But I got to where, you know what, that cake was good. So why shouldn't they tell us that? And Slim, he would, he would slap me on the back and call me young man at the time. And uh, they just seemed to have a great time, him and Jim Woods and, and that crowd in the morning. They were, they were you're talking about the main staple of this area. Everybody knew them. Everybody. And that show, the way it was formatted, right. kind of revolutionized television. It, at the time, it was on, the, before it went off the air, it was, it was the longest running morning newscast or morning show in the nation. Um, and known as far north as New York and as far south as Miami. You mentioned Jim Woods. Yeah. Kind of a guy who did it all. Here was a guy, he was amazing to me. Jim Woods would come in and do the morning weather, then he'd do the noon weather, then he'd come back and do the evening show with me at 6, and do the night show with me at 11, then he'd do some some cut-ins and stuff, and go home and they say he slept on a lazy boy, and he got up at 4 o'clock in the morning and started the whole thing over again. He was just amazing. What do you remember about John Spence? John Spence. John was, was a quiet guy with this kind of um, the humor. He would say something, you'd have to go, oh. <laughs> you know, uh, John was one of those guys who, who just was incredibly bright. And he could, uh, he could, boy, cut you down if you needed to be cut down to size. You know, your ego got too big. But he would also build you up if you needed that as well. And while I wasn't into agriculture, boy, he knew it backwards and forwards and he was good for the community.
0: Because especially then, farmers, a huge segment of the population.
1: Oh yeah, at the time, tobacco was king. Well, now tobacco isn't even prince. But back then, when the king was in charge, he knew where all the plants were grown, the people who who grew them, Uh, and he could tell you more about that than you probably care to know, but he, he knew it all. He really did.
0: Now let's talk about a guy who was here for maybe a year before you got here, mm-hmm. and he's still here today,
1: Yeah, Brian Bailey. <clears throat> Brian. Brian is a force. He is a guy who, when he needs or wants something, it gets done, and it gets done now. But he makes you laugh at the time, too, so that you don't mind doing it for him. Now, Brian is passionate about what he does, passionate. and. Um, he is a, a fundraiser too. During the floods in 1999, we, you know, sports kind of takes back stage when you have a, an event like the floods because news and weather do all that. Well, they looked at Brian one day, the news director said, Brian, we need to start raising money and, and getting goods for people. So we put Brian out at one of the, I think it was uh, at Sam's or one of the Walmarts or somewhere. And we said, Brian, we just want you to get as much stuff in this 18-wheeler back as you can. Two days later, they had to remove that one because it was full, and they brought another one that he filled. And it got to the point where people would drive down to this place just to stick a check or some money in Brian's hands, which, of course, he had a producer to take. And we would cut through to him, and people would come out. They were, and it was like a party time when Brian's around. Given they would give stuff. I mean, they cared about the community, but they wanted to give it to Brian. And, man, he did a superlative job
0: almost 40 years in one station. That's kind of hard to imagine.
1: Yep, yep. That, and I got here just after he, he got his first position here. And uh, then he took over as, uh, as a sports director and grew in the job. He, in My view, he is the best sports guy in the state. Just watching him, you can understand him. You know, he doesn't drag out stats unless it's necessary. He makes it sports for every game, every man. Um, I'm not a big sports guy, but when Brian was telling the story of sports, I would just become enthralled by the story. And that's the way he, he did it, and he does it great.
0: Makes it more than just
1: the oh, score. More than just a score, it's about the people. It's about how you do the job. In other words, if you're a football player, yeah, you got to do a job as a football player, but it takes more than just doing the job. You've got to be a person, a good person, too.
0: Is there anyone over your time here that we didn't bring up that you think needs to be mentioned? Wow, there are so
1: many. <laughs> um, not really. I mean, there are so many people that came through the doors during my time here because I was here a long time, and they've gone on to do such amazing things. I mean, we have people who anchor in Chicago now. Um, that, that were here as young, fresh out of college type folks. And that's one of the good things about a, a station of our size. You got to teach a lot. You got to bring them in and say, okay, this is the best way to do this. Um, listen, listen, take the best that you hear, and then move on with it. And and boy, we had a lot of people do that.
0: Anything you want to say to the folks of Eastern North Carolina?
1: I, it's just been a privilege. And it's um, it's been, I, I can't describe it. I've, I've become North Carolina, um, and I see people out that I used to, to broadcast to, and they still say hello, and it's, um, it's like a nice down-home feeling, and I wouldn't be anywhere else.
0: To see the sit-down portion of my interview with Alan Hoffman, you can go to WNCT.com, click the On Your Side tab. There you'll find the People in Places page. But don't forget, you can also head to WNCT.com and watch our 70th anniversary special, all one hour of some of the best moments in WNCT history right there on WNCT.com. Thanks for joining us for this latest episode of the People in Places Extra podcast. I'm Ken Watlington.